or even two years ago, probably. It's probably the worst, the weakest NCAA in the past like five years. So since we are talking about the NCAA, let's uh, let's let's do the mock draft now. <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's start right? with the why mock not? draft. Let's yeah, let's do it. Let's man. start with. So you said you wanted the first pick. Yes. So I'll give you the first pick. The listeners, we're going to be doing a mock draft of the 2020 upcoming NBA draft, which is on Thursday, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wednesday. 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 November 18th. Yeah. So it's on Wednesday. The way that this is going to work is that we're going to alternate picks. Um, I'm going to take the first pick and we're going to do the entire lottery. Um, Shea Shea Butter is going to do um, basically evens. I'll do odds that's the way we're going to do things right now so i will start this off 2020 nba draft Next. and before we start Go ahead. how are we going to draft this are we going to draft this for what we feel like they should draft or what we think or we're imitating the gms thinking what they would draft? i say we do both i say we do what they're going to pick and what i'm going to, and who i would take okay that, okay that, so I feel we, like that's fair since it's on wednesday okay we do this again so, so we'll do what they're going to pick first, and then we'll yes. revise. Then you do with what you're going to pick after. Yeah, yep. That's the way we're going to do things. If you're cool with that, perfect. All right, money. All right, so Minnesota is on the on the clock, as we say. Uh, Minnesota is on the clock. They got the first pick. I want to state this immediately. If I'm Minnesota, I will trade this pick. I just want that to be known. I, I, I think we could say it for all top three teams in this draft. I right think now. we can say for all teams. If we could just not do this draft, let's <laughs> go ahead and do that instead. Um, but yeah, if Minnesota trade this pick, if not, I think that with the first pick, Anthony Edwards gets taken with the first pick. Um, good guy. Great athleticism, apparently has had a lot of phenomenal workouts, according to various sources. Um, I mean, look at him. (laughs) I believe it. Yeah. Um, Obviously, his projection is Victor Oladipo. A lot of people have been saying that. Um, He not the greatest shooter in the world, but I think that he could probably develop into a good shooter. Doesn't play defense. I've been stating that every single (laughs) podcast for probably the last five podcasts we've been doing this. Doesn't play defense. Doesn't try that pisses me off so much but Shay will tell you that it's the team's fault blah 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 we'll see what happens what I personally ben Simmons LSU yeah perfect example perfect example kind of I still don't think he tries but that's just my personal opinion so would I make this pick is the real question because I think we I don't think that it's kind of a surprise that I think that Anthony Edwards is going to go here I think you probably do that too more than likely but if they keep the yep. pick obviously um, would I make this pick I've been thinking about this a lot. If I'm the T-Wolves, even though I have Denny as my number one player, I want that to be clear, um, I would do this if I were them because they need a wing. I think they need an athletic wing because D'Lo is not really the most athletic type. He's more of a savvy guard. Um, They need defense and... Projection-wise, he could be a B-plus defender if he tries just solely based on his athleticism. He's got decent lateral movement, um, vertical movement up and down. He's actually um, phenomenal, obviously. Um, They do need another person to kind of – they do need a shooter. Denny's not that guy. Um, I think Anthony could probably be a better shooter than Denny in the pros, but – um, I think that this is the smart pick for Minnesota if they do end up keeping this pick just solely based on potential, not based off of what the talent I saw at Georgia, but based on potential. 
I think Anthony Edwards is a smart pick. What do you think? I agree. If I'm, if I'm the Minnesota Timberwolves, mm-hmm. I will pick Anthony Edwards. And if I'm Shea Omanera, which I am, I will pick <laughs> Anthony Edwards. So, okay. um, like, yeah, you said a lot about the defense. Mm-hmm. And look, the defense is a problem. Yeah, yeah he does not play defense at all. Uh, he has defensive lapses. Mm-hmm. It looks like sometimes, like, he hasn't been taught defense, which could be kind of true because, I mean, he grew up in Atlanta. Probably had everybody telling him, like, look, you're the next big thing. So he probably didn't really – he hasn't really been tasked to play defense. But what I see is I see that build. He is 6'5", 6'4", 225, built like a running back. He yeah. was a running back he running when he back. played high school. Back, apparently, too. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. And, look, he has too much potential of anybody – look, of anybody in this draft right now, he has the most potential to be a superstar of anyone in this draft. The most potential. The most likely potential. Not not saying he will become one and not saying the other players won't become better than him because, honestly, probably they could be. Probably they will be. Who, yeah, knows? who knows? But if you if you see a guy with this build and compare it to anybody else in this draft, look, let's say LaMelo Ball does not make sense. Let's be honest now. LaMelo Ball does <laughs> not make sense. If, okay, I'm going to say this right now. If Minnesota picks LaMelo Ball, I swear to God, I'm going to be petitioning for Minnesota to get moved to Seattle. <laughs> I swear to God. They, uh, I, if they pick LaMelo, I'm going to be so angry. Because, look, I've seen mock drafts with LaMelo Ball. Matter of fact, ESPN has, in their latest mock, LaMelo Ball going number one. It does not make sense. They already have a point guard in D'Angelo Russell. And we're already talking about Anthony Edwards not playing defense. LaMelo Ball does not play defense at all. So what is the point of drafting LaMelo Ball? We could draft a guy who is 40 pounds bigger. And even though he doesn't play defense, he has more defensive potential because of his strength and athleticism. Look, I'm drafting Anthony Edwards. So one problem I would have with this is that Anthony Edwards – is has always been the star on his team. So telling him to play like third fiddle to D'Angelo Russell and Carlini Towns might be a little challenge for him in terms of shot selection. Yeah. He probably won't play in this role. But look, I'd rather draft a potential big three than draft like let's say two point guards and might have to trade one uh, uh, down the line because they don't fit together or draft a center when you already have a center. Yeah, this is favorite. the only pick that that makes sense. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, he reminds me of a prototypical Atlanta pickup like pickup ball player yeah. as in a guy you play who's good in basketball but he's super fast super strong athletic but is like you hate playing with him because he's very selfish and he doesn't play defense but when he's on the offensive side he's just going to get the ball he won't pass it but he'll score all your points that's is basically Andy Edwards is from Atlanta so he's basically that in NBA form in NBA caliber form yeah yeah I- but I'll take him over anybody else all right perfect yeah um so we agree. Anthony Edwards is the pick. Um, yeah, and I'm higher on Anthony Edwards than you are. Yeah, so you're higher. We're going to make that. Yeah, you're way we're also going to make the comparison that, like, I've heard a lot of Andrew Wiggins with Anthony Edwards. Let's also let's not forget that Andrew that Andrew Wiggins is also like what coming out the drive is also like 180 pounds. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is 225 pounds all muscle. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm give you my personal take on what I think he'll be and Minnesota fans are going to love this because you already had this player beforehand he's probably going to be Zach Levine I think he's going to be a bad team uh, a bad team good stats guy 
and a guy who doesn't play defense. I think he's going to be a tackle game. I think that that's more than likely what he's going to be. Because athletically, yeah, I mean, obviously, Zach Levine is more of a leaper than just a pure athlete than Anthony Edwards, but I just don't see him being a, a, a good guy on a good team, personally. Well, I guess his high point is like a D Wade Donovan Mitchell. I'm trying to see, like, he might not be that. Yeah, no, like, I if, think he's if, more if, Oladipo if, because of the passing ability, because both of them I, I feel, pass the ball. I'm like, yeah. I feel like Oladipo is the most likely scenario. I say, like, an Oladipo shorter Corey Maggette because Corey Maggette was like, like jacked. Too. Yeah, I, I, I like that um, comparison actually, the Corey Maggette uh, comparison. Uh, the only way he becomes Oladipo is if he becomes way better defensively. If he tries defensively. That's the only way if he becomes Oladipo. I want to be clear. The reason why I made the Zach Levine comparison is because I don't think he's going to play defense at the next level. Because of the but like, yeah, we made, yeah. made the Ben Simmons comparison. Ben Simmons did not play defense at LSU. He did not care at LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, when LSU um, made the NIT, they didn't even want to play for LSU anymore. So LSU just uh, backed out the NIT. I... I you can make that same comparison to Andy Edwards, maybe because he just wasn't motivated to play defense. He wasn't asked to play defense. So, but look at Ben Simmons now. Ben Simmons is a is a defensive such an athlete. First ben team. Simmons is also six foot ten. Actually, he's seven feet tall right now, and he is he was quoted as the second coming of Magic Johnson. Anthony Edwards has question marks across the board. Unlike Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons but Andy Edwards, Edwards is built like a running back. He's 6'5", built like a running back, but man. But at the two at the two guard spot, that's just a physical so, advantage. Okay, so let's go there. So he, like you said, he is built like a running back. He is an athlete. Why didn't he try? If you're an athlete, you should be able to play two-way. There's no there's a lot. There's, He's not there's a lot of points a game. He's not doing anything crazy that I've never seen before. Play defense. Play D. I don't care if you're not into it. Play defense. And it's the same. And I would have said the exact same thing about Ben Simmons. Play defense. Until I see you play defense, you can't play D. Until I see it. And I will not, I will but, not budge on that. But look, but look it, at Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is defensive first team. So I'm just I'm just making the the point yeah, it, that that ben doesn't always correlate. Ben Simmons is an outlier. I think we can both agree on that. Ben Simmons can play all five positions. Anthony Edwards can't. And on top of that. I would have said if I would have said the same thing about Ben Simmons. Try on defense. If you can't play, you can't play D until I see it. And I would have said the well, exact I'm, same thing about Ben. And this is why we're different. We'll be different as scouts because you look at what you what you see okay. in the college game and see how it translates. I look about. I look at the potential, the mm-hmm. the, the the tools, the potential, and I like the hey, tools I Andy Edwards. Potential too, sir. <laughs> yeah, but compared to who I'm drafting, yeah. who else I could draft? I'm drafting Andy Edwards off the defensive potential. That is the difference between me drafting Andy Edwards and a Lamelo Ball. Because hey, I, I see more hey, defensive we potential. Edward. We took Edwards and for the potential. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, we, we we have. But I like his defensive potential as well, like to be much better than what he's shown. Denny's going to be a better defender than him. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Okay. Uh, Golden State, number two pick. Also, the hardest one. We, we, um, I actually am going to say this right now. I don't think you, uh, Golden State should trade this pick. I don't really. Think, I don't think so because I don't think you can get as good of return. As the guy that I would take number two, but you're on the clock, Golden State number two. What would you do? Uh, Golden State number two. <laughs> says, man, that's a. Why did we agree that I take the even one? Come okay, on, man. Uh, this is an easy pick. Because, like, well, okay, if I'm going to if I'm going to State, yeah, 
if I'm the Golden State GM, I think they'll take James Wiseman. If I'm me, I would try to trade this pick with with anything. Just just get get just get out in the number two spot. I'll try to trade down for Isaac Okoro or something. But if if I can't do that, I'll take James Wiseman. And I really hate saying that because wow, really? I don't believe in taking centers that high. I really don't believe in – I don't believe in taking centers that high that don't what? offer an inside-outside presence to them. Or not like an yeah. Anthony Davis or Carl Anthony Towns. I don't believe in taking centers that high that don't stretch the floor out consistently. I don't believe in taking centers that high that don't make other players better with their passing. Because I feel like centers are running backs. You can get a center like that in a late first round or someone that's just tall that can play defense in a late first round, and boom, they'll be your starter. But at this point, Golden State, I think Wiseman just has more potential over the big men that they can possibly draft. I mean, big men is their weakness. They're pretty stronger than everything else. Lamella Ball is not a good fit for them. If they draft Lamella Ball, I think it will be the same thing as of getting D'Angelo Russell and trading him halfway through the season. So if I'm getting a player that I need to keep, I mean, I would take a look at Isaac Okoro. If if I see that he projects more than just a defender, I would draft up number two. Honestly, I'll do like the Russell Westbrook OKC reach because I feel like that will be the best fit for Golden State. That will be their Andre Iguodala replacement right there. Mm. But honestly, I, w- I would just draft. I guess I would have to draft James Wiseman. I would, I would draft James Wiseman. If, well, don't sound you know so what? sad about it. Because it's like, it's like Memphis drafting center, a team. Be a little bit happy about it. You just drafted your Memphis drafting a team to beat to me. Like, when you drafted them, it's wow, like, I don't know if I'm so happy. That, is, that might be the most disrespectful I, I, thing you've ever I'm said not, in your entire look, life. Oh, look, my God. Look. It's just like, yeah, you know, when Memphis drafted a team to beat, you know they weren't happy with that pick, but they know they had to do it. James Wiseman to me is not he's, James Wiseman does she No, James Wiseman is not going it's not going to be a bust. It's not going to be a bust. But if you're drafting someone who's basically like let's say a floor is Travell McKee, I'm not going to be happy with that pick at number 2. Wow. Well, for well, first of all, his his floor is only Travell McGee because that's what he's going to be when he first comes into the league. And that's if he doesn't develop a thing, right? Cuz I I think we've talked about this before. Uh, kind of like this entire draft class. I think we're. Um, it's funny. I feel like we only agree on like like three players in this entire draft <laughs> on what they can actually be. I've been up and down on Wiseman for about I don't know two years um, because I really just he just has so many bad habits, and that's his thing is his habits. Because you say he doesn't have an inside out game. I completely disagree. I think he has actually great. I'm not saying no. And I actually think he can stretch the floor. He just has really bad shot selection. But can he stretch the floor as good as a guard can? That's well, if no. I'm drafting a center. If I'm drafting a center top ten, you have to have those type of skills. You have to have transcendent skills. But that's so because I feel like centers are easily replaceable. I feel They're like easier. centers are easily replaceable. This is why Rockets if... traded Clint Capella. This is why Pistons gave away Andre Drummond. Yeah, but those guys can't do anything offensively. Those guys can't. If you get an offensive guy who has two-way potential, and that is the thing with Wiseman. Wiseman has two-way potential. And I agree with you. If if you're drafting a Tyson Chandler, if Tyson Chandler's in this draft, you don't take him too. Because if he's going to be an, uh, you know, a defensive player of the year, great. But 
if he has no offensive skills, he's useless in, in today's NBA, at least. But if you're drafting a guy like Wiseman, Wiseman has an outside game. Wiseman has shown to shoot threes and been willing to shoot threes. He's not the greatest three-point shooter in the world, but he can definitely get better. Um, he has a lot of rim-rumming potential. His pick-and-roll game is actually very, very, very good. And that's why I like him a lot for Golden State, because you can use him as a as just a rim-running guy. You know what I mean? And he's perfect for that Golden State situation. Is a rim-running guy worth a number two pick? For the for, for I'm saying year, like and that's all you're asking him to do. Guys like this, we could find in later rounds. But, I'm but saying, the thing is, Warriors don't need a high usage center. If you're Golden I feel State, like a high usage. If you're Golden I feel State, like a high usage. Yeah, Golden State. Go ahead. If you're Golden State, right? You only need him to do rim running for the beginning, right? That's all you really need him to. But if he develops that jump shot. And I, I think he's going to be way better defensively than a lot of people think that he is because I actually think that um, his lateral movements is actually a lot better than what a lot of people think it is. I have Wiseman number two on my board. I just want to point that out. Um, if he can develop that jump shot, he is literally Golden State's franchise center for the future. And I think he's perfect because now you're around not only the greatest shooter of all time, but the second greatest shooter of all time, or third, depending on um, you know who you are. I think he's better than Ray Allen as a shooter, but that's my opinion. You're around two of the best shooters in the world. You're going to have some of the best shooting coaching in the, in the entire world. And then on top of that, his defensive side, you have Draymond Green on that team. It's a perfect scenario. I would not trade this pick. Wiseman is the perfect center for Golden State. He's going to be surrounded by the best of the best. And on top of that, you're, he's not going to be asked to be the guy which I think screws over a lot of centers, a lot of centers in the NBA. He's not going to be asked to do anything aggressive. All he's going to be asked to do is rim roll and develop. And I think that's all you can ask from a rookie because I think that year two Reisman is a scary ass dude. And I well, really Brandon, I, I guess that's also the guess good thing about this situation for Wiseman, because the problem with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davidson got drafted by the Pelicans is they were asked to be the guy, and it's much harder to build around a center than it is to build around a guard. Yeah, and Anthony Davis so, proved that, you know, you can, yeah, he was ready to be the guy, unlike Carl. You know, uh, I think, yeah. yeah, obviously Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis, one of a kind. We'll never see an Anthony Davis ever again. But um, At least the difference between Wiseman he, and even eight and then Bagley, he's getting drafted into a winning situation. Yeah, so exactly. he's not he's not actually be the focal point of the offense because and think about drafting franchise players nowadays as big men is end of the game situations. You can't just pass it to him and then hope they make the game winning Sean Lester, Anthony Davis, or you can't keep them on and they can't shoot free throws. So yeah, because I mean, and, and and here's the other thing: if you're Golden State, right? If you um, in terms of trading the pick, and th- this is why I don't agree with trading the pick, um, I don't think you get any anybody really great because all the teams that are um, asking to trade up, like a like let's take um, let's take Cleveland for an example. Would you take Andre Drummond's contract? Because I wouldn't. Like, oh, I'm not taking Andre Drummond. But that, no, but that, <laughs> not at all. I'm, I'm just naming out a, like I'm, I'm gonna name three trade like realistic trade scenarios that are actually like on the table. So Andre Drummond is on the table. Wendell Carter apparently is on the table um, to move up, but Chicago's kind of tentative because they really um, they think that they can get Lamelo at four. Um, that's one one person. But would you take Wendell over James Wiseman? Because I don't think I would. 
I don't I don't think I would trade down just to get a Wendell Carter, who I think is really good and I think it'd be um, way better. And I think I think better. Wendell Carter would be better for that team given just, his defense and passing. I just don't think uh, I think that if if they're able to trade game, down and get a couple picks down, yeah, I would take that. I mean, if they can get picks out of it, I would take it, but I don't think that they're going to get multiple. Picks oh, like yeah, it, let, let let's say they get Wendell Carter. Oh, they get Wendell Carter in that fourth pick for that second pick. Then okay. yeah, definitely. No, 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 but fourth pick is not on the table. Oh, okay. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. If they yeah, if they pick swap for Wendell Carter, I don't think that that Chicago would do that. But I think that they were talking about like. Wendell Carter and a couple bench guys for that number two pick, and then they keep four. No. Yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. And then, um, and then I think the other one was this is the only trade that I genuinely like. It was Blake Griffin, the seventh pick for two and Wiggins, and I would take that. That's the only mm. trade that I would take. And I think obviously that would be perfect. Few, yeah, there was a few that would guys be sprinkled in there um, in terms of like obviously to fit salary caps and stuff like that. But I, I, I was going to say they'll be in salary cap hell, but then you, but then they're taking Wiggins, they will just be in the same position. So yeah, yeah. and I, I actually, think they'll. I like I like Blake, and then you can get a decent wing at seven. I like it. If you're or you could get Onyeka Onkongu if he actually falls that far, or Isaac Okoro, which would be perfect for that team. So yeah. Um, yeah, Onyeka is not falling past six. I'm just throwing that out there. He's not falling past six. Atlanta will not pass on Onyeka. I've heard a lot of things about that. Just throwing that out there. Well, with that being said, let's get to your third pick. Yes, let's do it. So, Charlotte's on the clock. Charlotte has been in the news a lot because they've said that they want to draft a center. They want to trade up to one with Minnesota. Um, that way they can draft Wiseman. If not... Uh, I know for a fact that they're going to be taking the Onyeka Kongu at, at three because they just want a center. And um, I don't agree with this whatsoever. I like Onyeka, but everybody keeps saying like he has BAM potential. He's not going to be BAM at <laughs> he all. Should give, he should give part of his paycheck to BAM Adebayo for yeah, really making should. his draft stock higher. He really should. He's not going to be BAM. I think he could be BAM before... I think he can be 20... Uh, I think he could be 2018-19 BAM, but I don't think he could be 2019-2020 BAM. I don't think he could be that. But um, if I was the third pick, I would take Denny Abadia. Um I think if you're Charlotte, you have n- you really don't have anybody who you could really call the franchise guy. I know we both like P.J. Washington. We both like Devontae Graham, but they're not franchise Oh, they're supporting players. They're not franchise yeah, guys. They're, not, they're supporting not players. Guys. You take the best player available. I think it's Denny. I think you'd probably say it's LaMelo probably here. But for yep. me, Denny makes a lot of sense. You have a point guard. Um, I actually still think Malik Monk can be something. I know that nobody else believes that, but I still <laughs> want to pull the out for Malik. I love this Malik Monk, man. I love this. <laughs> he said Malik Monk. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, funny. Um, That's Denny, funny. Listen, Denny can be a decent shooter. Uh, Denny has a lot of pass, passing, um, a lot of passing skills. He's actually really good defensively. MVP of the, um, I want to say the Euro League. I love Denny Abadia. I don't know why people are not talking about him in the like in this mock draft that I'm looking at right now. He's ninth to the Wizards, which is hilarious. But um, he played in the second. He played in debatably the second hardest league in the world, um, and he was an MVP. I like that. Uh, he wasn't the MVP of the league. He was the MVP of the, of the tournament. But he I, was MVP of 
I think it was MVP of the league too, even though he shouldn't have been, but they just gave it to him more of favoritism than anything. Yeah. Denny's really, really, really good. Um, I say take him with the third pick. Um, Obviously, you can make an opinion they don't have a center, so taking Onyeka makes sense, but Onyeka's undersized. We really don't know what he's going to be. I think he'll be a good defensive player, but I don't think he'll turn into anything offensively, personally. And I think Denny is just a safer option in terms of the Charlotte Hornets. If you're trading for Russell Westbrook, you want another good wing on there. So Denny would probably be the pick for me. What's so the- you say Charlotte Hornets will take Onyeka on Kongu, mm-hmm. but you would take Denny. I would take Denny. I think they're. I know they're going to take Onyeka because they want, they need a center. If they don't. If they stay at three, they take Onyeka, um, unless they move up. But yeah, they're taking a center. They've they've been pretty adamant about that. I wouldn't do it if I were them because I think you can get you can overpay a center in in this free agent pool, or just get Christian Wood. So um, if I was if I was the Charlotte Hornets, like I yeah, you already know I'll take Lamelo Ball. Sure. Um, I Lamelo Ball. Defensively, I am worried, but I just feel like for Charlotte, they need to go against what they've been drafting and draft players with actual upside instead of the established um, two, three-year player, college player that doesn't really have much upside. They need to they need to draft a player for upside. So I'll take Mello Ball. Okay, all right. Well, you can have the chance. To take Lamelo Boggs, I don't think we're really going to argue about Charlotte. Charlotte is just in the most shitty. Sh- it's like Charlotte and um, Charlotte, Cleveland, and Detroit are easily the three worst teams in the league. Would you agree that it's those three teams? Maybe New York. Yep. You could probably throw New York. But even oh, New York, def- definitely least, New York. At least New York has. No, nah, I can't say that because it's New York. That's no, they guess. don't. Yeah, the, those are the they don't have anything. Teams in the league. Really nothing you can do with that Charlotte pick, though, right? Because, I mean, if they take Onyeka, you're kind of just like, okay, whatever. If they take Denny, it's like, I'm. I'd be excited if they took Denny, but even if they took Denny, I'm not really excited as a Charlotte fan. If they take Lamelo, at least you sold jerseys. I don't really think, but I mean, either way, there's really no wrong way they can go if you're Charlotte. Do you think? Do you think that they can go in the wrong direction, like choosing anybody in this draft? I don't really think I'm going to be mad if they select um, either either of those three players. I think I don't know. I, I feel like. I feel like Charlotte would just have to just take the chance on Lamelo because I think I think the fans are tired of them drafting these safe picks. Their 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 franchises they're they're always they're, it's like their franchise is always like a seventh seed at best, and they'll either be very bad or seventh seed at best. Yeah. They never really take these chances to get that superstar and get higher. Their best star was Kemba Walker so far, and he was supposed to be like more of a safer pick. He just, well, no, he wasn't supposed no, to be a safer, a safer pick, but he was, yeah, he was, yeah, he wasn't a safer pick, but he was still the same mode, like player who who had a lot of accolades in college been in college for a while he was just he just carried that on to the nba but all their players have been that same way so they just need to they just need to go uh do something different for once and draft Lamelo ball Mm -hmm. take that chance take that player upside and see what can happen I mean, like, surely he has to be an upgrade over Terry Rozier, at least. He can even play with Devontae Graham, given his size. So, like, I'll take LaMelo Ball. Okay. Well, with the fourth pick, Chicago's on the clock. Do you take LaMelo? Now, now this, now this could also be a little bit difficult because, like, look, from what I've always been reading, Chicago loves Danny Avija. I think that's how you really pronounce the name, Danny Avija. So, like, they really love him. Mm -hmm. 
But I just feel like with LaMelo Ball on the board, that creates a tricky situation. Because yeah. the thing with the Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bulls honestly are ready to compete right now. They're ready to yeah, to nice get into court. the playoffs. They have a nice young court. Yeah. I, I like mm-hmm. Yeah, they're ready to get into the playoffs. So, look, they can draft a guy like – but the thing they wanted to draft Avija because they already had all these scoring guards and Kobe White, Lame- uh, Lonzo – I mean, not Lonzo, uh, Zach Levine. Kobe White and Zach Levine. So, they needed – like a wing passer to kind of slow the game now. Uh-huh. So a will be perfect, but instead of just getting a wing passer, why don't you just get a passing point guard in LaMelo Ball? So you take and look, I think, yeah, I'll take LaMelo here. I feel like for the Chicago Bulls, just take the best player available, the player that has the most star potential mm-hmm. at, out of the players remaining, and that currently is LaMelo Ball. I do – I. More I did watch Killian Hayes. I do like Killian Hayes, but I just feel like you gotta take LaMelo here. Um I feel like if he could at least be the passer that he's expected to be, the the passing, the the full court between him, Kobe White, and Levine can work. Um I feel like he'll work also work well with Chris Dunn. Granted, Chris Dunn yeah. still stays on the team because Chris Dunn's like the opposite of LaMelo. In terms of what he can't do on defense, Chris Dunn can do on defense. Yeah. Now, I did get more worried on LaMelo when I was listening to uh, the Athletic podcast where they interviewed a, one of the – they interviewed a scout from Australia who who watched LaMelo more than anyone has. And he said LaMelo was And trash. even he <laughs> – say what? Did he say LaMelo was trash? He didn't say he was trash, but it wasn't always positive. It was mixed. He loved LaMelo's game, but he he did say something that was very alarming. He said, it looks like LaMelo has never been taught how to play defense before. Yeah. Like, they said, like, it honestly looks like he's just never been taught how to play defense. And going to the NBA and you haven't been taught how to play defense, that's just very alarming. Yeah. Um, but So that's why I'm scared of LaMelo. But, like, look, this offensive game is good enough to offset the defensive lapses and just surround him with a guy like Chris Dunn. And then you have Wendell Carter in the paint. Mm -hmm. Um, Laurie Markkinen hasn't really been a good defender, but he's still a seven-footer. See what can happen. I just feel like right here, you just got to take the best player available. So if I think the Bulls are going to take LaMelo, and I would take LaMelo. Okay. Um well, I guess I guess now is the time to get into this Lamelo Ball rant. Uh, Lamelo, <laughs> I agree. He's never been taught how to play defense, and if you look at his life, like why would he? Right? Like why would he True. learn how to play defense when he's just the main scorer on every single team he's ever been on? And um, yeah, when it comes to Lamelo, I mean the potential is there, right? He's debatable probably not even debatably he is the best passer in the draft i mean he just is no question he just is and you know you look at some of his vision you're just like man that's that reminds me a lot of lonzo ball in college and it really does like i'm not gonna sit here in front and pretend like i didn't love lonzo when he came out i still love lonzo to this day he even made the joke though it said his floor is lonzo and that's true his floor like at worst he's just gonna be just like his his floor is worse than Lonzo. I'm sorry. Anybody who says that his floor is Lonzo is out of their fucking mind. Off- offensively. Offensively. Not defensively, but offensively. I'm saying we're talking about as a player, period. His As a player, period, his floor is lower than Lonzo. You are so negative on LaMelo. Not even he offensively. He so many tendencies that are so bad. He can't shoot. 
He can't shoot threes. He's a terrible three-point shooter. He makes terrible decisions all of the fucking time. Doesn't play defense. Can't. He's not even that great of a free throw shooter. Doesn't get to the free throw line. What the fuck am I supposed to like about Lamelo Ball besides that guy six foot eight and has a seven foot span in the past? What else does he have? What else? I don't get it. Like I really don't get the Lamelo. Like I see it. I see what everybody is seeing. They see these ball is life videos, right? And they're just like, oh my god, Lamelo Ball just went off at thirty seven points. He's just jacking threes off of his back foot. And, I, and all I see is. All I see is him just getting absolutely demolished by Isaac Okoro on a Saturday night game on the 27th of December. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I see is just him just getting absolutely bodied by all these NBA guys. And I just I just don't see it because defensively, he's never going to be Lonzo. Offensively, it's like, yeah, could he be this all-star caliber guy? It's like, yeah, but if he goes to Chicago, if he goes to Charlotte, if he goes to Cleveland, it's like, he's screwed. He's screwed. He's not going to go to. Why is he screwed if he goes to Chicago? Chicago is going to be a playoff team next because they have season, Kobe regardless if he's good or not. They have Kobe White and Zach Levine. Kobe White's not a true point guard. He's a he's a wing. They love Kobe he's White. A, he's a two guard. Do you not like Kobe but White. A, I know. I like Kobe White, but he's not a point guard. He's a shooting. But here's he, he played point guard in North Carolina, okay, but he's a say, shooting okay, guard. Let's say he's a shooting guard, right? And let's say they move Zach Levine over to the three, unless they decide to trade him. Which which they did. They did last season. They played him at the three. How horrible is that defense? Is that the worst defense in the league? Is that the worst wing defense in the league? Lamella Ball and Zach Levine on the same fucking team. That is the worst defense in the league. He can't develop. He can't develop. He's screwed. He goes to Cleveland. He's screwed. Because it's Cleveland. He goes to Charlotte. He's screwed. Who's good defensively on Charlotte? The Barton brothers? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He goes to Atlanta if he falls to six. Um, that might be the best spot for him. Honestly. And even then, I hate that because now Trey Young and LaMelo Ball are the backcourt. And that's the worst defensive backcourt in the league by far. And you have two passing point guards. You just need one one passing, yeah, one so, main passing I mean, look pa- at point guard. these teams where he can go to. And then let's say he does his thing, right? Where he falls to the Knicks at eight or the Knicks trade up to three, which I've heard a lot, or they trade up to four, I mean. And try to get LaMelo or even trade up to two if, um, you know, uh, they can package a really something really great for Golden State. If he goes to the Knicks, he's Stefan Marbury, Steve Francis all over again. There's no, there. I don't see a scenario where LaMelo Ball translates into this phenomenal player. I just don't. Because he's not going to go into a situation where somebody's going to push him to play defense, to push him to fix that jump shot, to push him to make good decisions. Well, well think about this for the Chicago Bulls. They, they got a new coach now. Now if they play full court, a full court offense, fast break with Kobe White, Lamelo, and Zach Levine. That is going to be an entertaining offensive watch. Yeah. And you act like they still don't have Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn is their defender. They can work a way where they can fit him in the rotation. But you can't play in the last three minutes of the game. Look, I'm. <laughs> you know what for, I mean? For That's surprise. all I think. All I think of is what, so, how can I take this team into a championship contender? Right. That is the goal. Look, I'm gonna look. Team. I'm gonna say the Denny thing. I like Denny Avija, yeah. but I just feel like. Denny Avija is not a player that's going to be a starter on a team his first year in the NBA. He's going to be a backup <sighs> for a couple crazy. of years. I don't think so. That's I don't insane. think so. I've, I've, I've watched, I watched reports. Dude, I, I watched reports. Have you reports. seen him play? Not watched. reports. Have you seen him? Play? Yes. If you've seen him play, he's starting. He's, a, he's starting. There's no way he doesn't start. There's no way Denny Avija doesn't, doesn't start a game. Like he's, that, he's too good. De- defensively and passing-wise, he's just too good to not play. Defensively against NBA wings, D, man, 
he might not be that great of a shooter, but he's fucking crafty inside the lane. He's crafty. And I love that. I absolutely love that. By the way, I just want to point this out. If um, if Denny is on the board at four, I want to point this out. I wouldn't take him at Chicago. I wouldn't take him. I would still take a Coro. I think a Coro is the move at four, personally. It's so funny how I'm the... No, I love a quarter, but I didn't take him at four. Yeah, I. I oh I just, man, I, I feel to, bad. Yeah, you're. I really feel bad. Are you the worst um, a quarter fan ever? Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know. By the way, should we be mark? I should be marking off these players to make sure that they're not. Uh, let's see. Should I take? Okay. So you took Lamelo at four. We don't agree. Um, you think that Chicago would take him at four too? I just want to be clear. You would take him at four, and you think Chicago's going to take him. You know what? I'm starting to almost second oh, guess because right. no, I want, no, 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 no. I want, I want, I want to take a coro. I want to take no, a coro. Yeah. Maybe, no, no, maybe no. it's the power. Maybe it's the bias. It's the, maybe it's, it's the bias. The bias and the fact that I brought it up, but you can't take him. You already submitted it into league. Oh, David man. Silver already has your pick. You already picked him up. Man, I, I can't do that. I can't do that for the city of Powder Springs. So yeah, I gotta take Lamelo. I gotta take Lamelo. <laughs> All right. So I think probably the worst spot to pick in the entire draft, number five. Cleveland, who has one of the worst teams in the entire league, a team that literally has no identity. We don't know what's going to happen with Kevin Love. We don't know what's going to happen with Andre Drummond. Um, we don't know if they're going to go this two-guard package of uh, – who is it? I don't even remember the names. <laughs> uh, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. Thank you very much for adding that context. Um, I have no idea what they're going to do. I know for a fact – that they love Obi Toppin. Does it make sense? No, because they have 19 Ford slash centers on their team, but they like Obi Toppin. I think that they probably take Obi Toppin here. Um, I think so too. Just because they like him so much. Would I do that is the question. And the answer is fuck no. That makes absolutely no sense for this team. Okoro is on the board. I am taking Okoro at Cleveland. It makes the most sense. They get way better defensively. They need a wing guy. Um, and I know team needs is always is usually not the move, but um, even though I love Toppin, uh, the defense just terrifies me. And you already have a decent defender in Andre Drummond, at least. At least you have that. Um, I would still take Okoro. Okoro just makes the most sense here. He has he has debatably the most potential out of this pick. Um I think he probably fits in that little system. He doesn't really need the ball that much. Um, and, you know, Darius Garland and uh, um, Colin Sexton can just fight over who's going who's gonna to shoot the ball in this possession. Um, the only thing that I will say with this Cleveland pick, I, I pray to God that they trade Kevin Love. I, I feel so bad for Kevin. I'm glad he's got his money, um, and I'm glad that he got his rings. I just think Kevin Love has just been screwed out of a career. I don't think he should have went to Cleveland. <laughs> I really don't think he should have went to Cleveland even though he got his money and he got um, his rings. I just don't think it's the best thing for his mental health or his legacy. Trade him, please. That's all I got to say. I think they take Toppin. I would take Okoro. Trade love. That's what I got to say. I agree with you, and I'm glad I'm not making this pick because I would hate for Isaac Okoro to go to Cleveland. So. <laughs> Me too. I mean, <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not making this picks. But, like, yeah, they really do love Obi Toppin. He's literally, like, mocked on every mark draft to go to Cleveland. Yeah. And, you know, he's also older than Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and Kevin Porter. Yes. Yeah, he's 21, right? So, yeah. He's like a redshirt sophomore. 22. He's, he's almost 22. 23, actually. 
He's almost 23. Did four months away from being 23. Did he go to college? <laughs> when play to Dayton. You know, and not, don't, be, don't become a draft prospect overnight playing for Dayton. Touche, man. Touche. I'll give you that. All right. On the board, your team, the Atlanta Hawks. I really six. hate for Isaac Okoro to go to, his, go to the city he's from because, like, Honestly, I, I, I want his family. I want his family to see new places. I mean, but listen, he's on the board. Yeah, I'm. I'm taking Isaac Okoro here. If I'm both, look, this is this is as perfect as could get. Look, they already had a similar play last year. They drafted DeAndre Hunter, but DeAndre Hunter didn't really turn out to be the player they expected the whole yeah. time. And then Isaac Okoro is even better perimeter defender than Hunter is, and he's probably even like more bulkier and stronger. He can play the two guard. He can play the three guard. He can even play the the, the four position. He can even play the four position. This is perfect for Trey Young. Trey Young need every, needs every defender known to man. And Isaac Okoro can also be like the secondary ball handler too, believe it or not. He's yeah. shown that in Auburn. He's shown that in high school. He can, He's actually a, a good passer of the ball. His jump shot is questionable, yes, but I think, Atlanta Very does not much. need to worry about their offense at all because offensively they are one of the better teams in the NBA. Just offensively, they're like they're like thirty two out of thirty teams in the NBA in terms of defense. That's how bad they are. That yeah, teams that don't exist are better than them at defense. So they need defense, <laughs> defense, defense. So Atlanta, me and the Atlanta Hawks front office will both take Isaac Okoro at this spot. Okay, um, I agree and disagree with you. Uh, you're gonna find this strange, but not really. It's coming no, from I, you. <laughs> no, I, I like the pick, and honestly, I don't think I would. I wouldn't take a coral here, but I would definitely take Tyrese Halliburton out to dinner. I would definitely take him out to dinner and see what he's thinking, because you're not getting the same defense with the coral. But at least I get the. At least I know Tyrese has a place in the league. He can play off ball. He can play. Um, by the way, I'll, so I'll, Isaac Okoro has a place in the league. He's a defender. He, no, he's he at least be Luke Dennis Dort on defense. I don't know how good offensively Okoro can be. That's the only thing. That's why I'm saying I'm taking him out to dinner. I'm not saying I would pick him, but at least I know Tyrese Halliburton is a great shooter. Um, he has a set jump shot. Plays a lot like Andre Miller. I understand that, and we can work on that. But at least I know for a fact Tyrese Halliburton is a two way guard, and he's going to be in the league for 15 years. You know what I mean? I don't know if Okoro's going to be in the league for 15 years. I don't. I don't know how good offensively he can be. Bruce Bowen had a long NBA career. He had a, um, Patrick Beverly's going to have a long NBA career. Tony Allen did too, but I just, Tony Allen had a long NBA career. I don't know if Okoro is that amazing defensively, though. I don't know if Okoro's going to be a first-team all-defense guy. Have you two seen Auburn? <laughs> he Listen, is that amazing defensively. Me all you want, but who is the best player to come out of Auburn besides Charles Barkley? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how good off. I don't I, know. I, I, right now, it's already Isaac Okoro. Who else came from Auburn? I have no clue. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. But that's what I'm saying. I just don't know how. I don't know if Isaac Okoro is going to be a first team all defense guy. I know he can be. I know he's going to be one of the better defenders in the league. I just don't know how long that can last. How long he can rely on his athleticism Look, I'm, to play. I'm, I'm loving this possible lineup. I'm loving this possible lineup. Point guard Trey Young. Yeah. Two Isaac Okoro. Three DeAndre Hunter. Four Cam Reddish, five Clint Capella. That is a terrible it remi- offensive. It, 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 no, it reminds me of the Philadelphia 76ers when they had Allen Iverson, Eric Snow, George Lynch, uh, who Tyrone First Hill, and the Kibbe Matumbo. First of all, 
Nothing but defenders around a defensive liability. I love it. First of all, check yourself in rehab if you would ever compare this to the 016ers. Don't you ever say that ever again to me. You're saying that Trey Young is Allen Iverson? Why can't it? What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm not. I'm not saying Trey Young is Allen Iverson, but it just reminds me of how they mask, uh, like Allen Iverson's huge some, defensive lapses with defenders. At least that team had some shooters. That team has no. That 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 team has no. Aaron McKee was really the only shooter. Who else was the shooter on that? Team? Oh, Eric Kyle Corbett, rookie rookie Kyle Corbett. He wasn't that good of a three point. He was shooter actually a pretty solid three point shooter. Snow Eric Snow was actually a pretty decent three point shooter. And, uh, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know this team. Has too much slashing. That's my only issue with the Atlanta Hawks. That's why I would take Tyrese out to dinner. Is that well, you got one of the best passers in the NBA in Trey Young that can make use of that. Yeah, but you need shooters around Trey Young. And they only have Kevin Herter they, and they Cam got, Reddish. And we don't even know how good of a three-point shooter Cam Reddish is going to be in the league. It, oh, what I said, Clint Capella? I meant John Collins at the five. Yeah, and John and Collins he's, is great. He's also I, love, shoot- I love you some John he, Collins. It, and he and he's the shooter. Yeah, he he I, can shoot threes. I'm just saying I would take him out to dinner. Not that I would pick him. I would take Tyrese Halliburton out to dinner because with the number seven pick with Detroit, there's no question Tyrese Halliburton should be going to Detroit. You will take you you will take out Tyrese Halliburton to dinner. Sorry, 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 sorry. I want to I want to rephrase that. I'm not taking Tyrese Halliburton at seven. I'm not. I'm not doing it. No, I'm about to say you will take Halliburton out to dinner for the Hawks. We will take Okoro out to the second date. So I, I'll, I'll I take, would, yeah, I'll I get Okoro. I would probably pick Okoro. I'm just saying I would definitely invite Tyrese Halliburton to Outback Steakhouse for a solid dinner. I definitely would. But um, number seven, Detroit, probably the most interesting pick in this draft because I think this is where the draft gets good. I don't know how you feel, but this is where I feel the draft gets really, really interesting. I would take, I feel that way. I would take Killian Hayes at seven. I think that the Detroit Pistons would take Tyrese Halliburton because for some reason, a lot of teams aren't as high on Killian Hayes as me and the ringer are. <laughs> um, but I just think Killian Hayes makes the most sense here, right? Because Detroit's been looking for their point guard of the future since Chauncey Billups. They've had great guys. <laughs> they thought Rodney Stuckey was. Rodney Stuckey. How about Reggie Jackson, my guy? <laughs> like, Oh, man. man like <laughs> Detroit fans have been... Now, granted, I will say this. Tyrese Halliburton or Killian Hayes, I don't think – I think you're happy if you're Detroit if you get either of those guys at your point guard position. Um, obviously, Killian Hayes, like you said, his big thing is how great of um, – you know, how great off the dribble is he and how good can he be with both hands, right? Because I think defensively he's going to be an above-average guy. I think in the pick-and-roll he's absolutely phenomenal for pick-and-roll. Solid three-point shooter and um, not great three-point shooter, but solid. And his free throw numbers obviously indicate that he's going to be much better. And, um, you know, he could he could be James Harden. I don't think he'll be James Harden. That's what the ringer says. I don't think he'll be that. I think he'll be more no. in the vein of I'm trying to think of a really good It reminds actor. me more of a D'Angelo Russell than anything at his highest. I think he's better than D'Lo. The way he plays. The way he plays. Yeah, the way he plays, he plays like D'Lo. I think he'll be better because defensively he's better than D'Angelo Russell, but I'm not going to lie. I actually really like that comp. I'm probably going to steal that from you. Um, but yeah, I think this is a good pick for Detroit. I think they take Tyrese Halliburton, but I would take Killian Hayes. So this is why I think Detroit Pistons will pick. Like, I agree with you that they probably should take Killian Hayes, but Given how Detroit usually drafts, like the type of players they draft, I think Patrick Williams is most likely who they'll draft. 
Ooh. and number seven because they like they like getting that those like athletic muscular wings. Yeah, I mean Stanley Johnson rings a bell. They like getting those type of players. So I think that have a lot of upside, but doesn't doesn't really have like enough like current production. But they draft for the upside. So I think Detroit Pistons will most likely draft to Patrick Williams here. Yeah, the only reason why I think they'll take a point guard is because I think. Derrick Rose is more than likely on the move. Um, and they don't really have a backup point guard. And they have wings. I don't like I don't like the wings at all. And I agree, Patrick Williams would probably be a good pick here. Um, but it's Detroit, and I think Patrick Williams will be fucked if he goes to Detroit. But um, yeah, I, I agree. They could they could go wing. There's a lot of different ways that Detroit honestly, Detroit could probably go big here. They could, um, you know. I think they got like the the most unpredictable position right now. Yeah, it's Detroit. Yeah, I agree. But I'm not gonna lie, kind of like the unpredictability here. I kind of, I kind of dig it here. But anyway, um, yeah, so we good for TV. So actually, so crazy. Is this the what, is, what would this be? This will be the first pick since Golden State. Will we agree? You agree that they should take Killian Hayes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice that we okay. agree. It's a nice little silver lining for the rest of this podcast. Um, number eight. We're almost not like first take at this point. Oh, for uh, let's not compare to that girl. But anyway, um, <laughs> number eight, the New York Knicks, the worst run franchise in the league besides Minnesota. Who are you taking? So, number eight, who I would take right now. Um, so wait. We agreed that we will take Killian Hayes, but since Killian Hayes didn't officially get drafted by the team, yeah, he'll be available. Is Killian Hayes still on the board? He right, still on the board. Yep, Halliburton. So I'll take. Mm-hmm. So if I was New York Knicks, I'll take Killian Hayes, and if I if I was in New York Knicks, I'll take Killian Hayes, and if I'm in the Knicks front office, they'll probably do something and take like I don't know. Uh, Sadiq Bay or whatever, but no, no, I think they'll take no. I think they'll take uh, Killing Hayes. I think they'll take Killing Hayes as well. Sadiq Bay. I feel like he. Hate. I'm telling you that right now, Sadiq Bay. No, I'm just saying it's, it's a Knicks. It's it's it a Knicks. They'll do Nick like things. No, the most Knicks pick would be taking RJ Hampton here. That'd be the most Knicks pick. Or maybe well, probably, or maybe probably. Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony here. I would. Uh, that would be a pretty Knicks pick too. So either of those two. I've seen Tyrese Halliburton here. I've seen Tyrese Halliburton, mm-hmm. but. I think Killian Hayes does present more upside. Tyrese Halliburton presents more as a role player. Uh, Knicks just need need upside more than being a role player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very one handed, but definitely shows scoring ability. Um, de- definitely shows good production when he was playing when he was playing overseas. Yeah. I do like Killian Hayes here. He's young, nineteen years old. Um, good scorer, good passer, mm-hmm. as you say. Also projects as a good defender as well, and also gives shooting. Can play off of of RJ Barrett, so I think I do like Killian Hayes here. But actually, think about it, RJ Hampton will just be nice as you got two guys named <laughs> RJ on your team, and and that's just the only reason, just because you got two. Like how how often are you gonna have two guys named RJ on your team? So. You're going to have two guys named RJ. Um, Knicks fans, I'm sorry. He put that into existence. I didn't want this for you guys. I really don't think you guys have been tortured long enough. Um, But I think Killian Hayes is going to be the pick. If he's on the board, no question. He should go here. Um, I've heard, I will say this, the rumor around the rumor mill is that there's three teams um, from 7 to 12 who really like Patch Williams, and the New York Knicks are like number one on that list. And Sounds about right. From, from a, what a lot of people think, 
Patrick Williams doesn't fall below eight because if he's if he's there at the Knicks, like Detroit likes him, but if Detroit doesn't take him, apparently the Knicks are taking Patrick Williams at eight. So don't be surprised with that. They really with what him. Alfred Payton at point guard, they need to upgrade. No, they. I agree. I know for a fact Halliburton or Killian are going to be available at eight, and there's no way they're not available. At, and even if they're not available at eight, I, you know what? Take I think Knicks. I think Knicks are tired of hearing it from their own fans of, the, of them missing, always missing point guards in the, that they could have drafted. So I think they're going to have to take a point guard here just because of fan pressure. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, they, he shouldn't fall this low. Yeah, but who knows? Who knows but what the Knicks do? Also, a question. Yeah. Does the, the New York Knicks, do they really want to take another French point guard at this spot again? Or are they just going to have <laughs> more flashes of Frank Nilakina? So maybe for that reason, it'll probably take Tyrese Halliburton. Well, here's the thing. Nilakina was... Nobody liked Nilakina. No, <laughs> he wasn't. Nobody he wasn't. Like there was, aside from his size, I didn't see anything else special about him. But just the thing, just because of the other French point guard they took the last time, are they going to trust themselves again? But like, okay, let's let's convince our fans to draft this French point guard this time. And trust me, this one's good. Yeah, I, I <laughs> that's I'm not going to lie. That's hilarious because that is so true. I have no idea. That is so funny. That is so true. I wonder if Knicks fans would actually be mad. I wonder if they would actually... I think they will be, yeah. They're like, wait, he's from France? No, no, I hate this pick. I hate this pick. that's hilarious. Listen, Knicks fans... I really believe that's what's going to happen. They see another French point guard, they think Nilakina. Fuck, they're going to be real mad about that. Honestly, listen, Knicks fans, just go to theringer.com and read up about Killian Hayes. He's pretty good. I wouldn't be mad. I would actually be very happy if you get him at number eight. But he's not Nilakina, I promise. I promise he's not... I shouldn't say I promise. He's more than likely not Nilakina. <laughs> He's more than six likely. five. Nilakina six five. Nilakina They're both from five? France. Yep. Oh, he wow. grew. He grew to. He grew a like two inches since he got drafted. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So, well, at least Killian Hayes has an offensive game, unlike Nilakina, right? That yeah. Saying, at least that's what we know good. about him. Yeah. At least he's going to be good offensively. But um, yeah, who knows? So probably number. Probably I don't I don't know how to feel about Washington. I feel the same way about Washington as I do about um, Cleveland. I would say I hate Washington. Like I hate what they've done to that entire team. I hate the fact that they've just refused to trade uh, Bradley Beal and John Wall. Even though like I love that I I'm very interested what that scenario would have been like if John Wall wasn't injured these past few years. Like how good. Um, could Washington have have been all these past couple of years? And um, now that has kind of gone through the window, I think that their first priority should be to trade John Wall now, and then by the trade deadline, try to trade Bradley Beal and just go full rebuild mode because this team's not winning a title. Um, so at number nine, with all that being said, um, not a great place for Patch Williams to go here because they drafted re. Um, and I don't think that they can deal with two raw prospects at a time. So it seems like they've been drafting wings for like the past few years now. I agree, and that's why I'm going to take a wing here again. I'm going to take Devin Vassell. I think they. I think um, okay. I think that Devin Vassell goes goes here, and I think I would take the Devin Vassell too, honestly. Um, and here's the case: they could take a guy like Aaron Nesmith, the best shooter in the draft, but I really don't 
know the ceiling for Aaron Nesmith. I like him because he's a great shooter, but I don't think he's going to be like Bradley Beal or anything like that. And they already have Bradley Beal, and who knows? I think Washington probably keeps Bradley Beal just because they're stubborn and they don't go for a rebuild. Um, I don't really see anybody. I mean, they could go Sadiq Bey. Um, has a little bit of two-way action in there, but who knows? What about Halliburton? Uh, is he still on the board? Yeah, I believe no, I he's... At, I we haven't Detroit. picked him. I took him in Detroit. Remember oh, we yeah, were saying, you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you did. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of hard to like. Now we're kind of getting into the weird. Uh, <laughs> getting kind of confused, yeah. like who's left? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, they could go Patrick Williams here, right? I just don't think that they would take Rui and then take Patrick. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. You're taking a project guy, and I don't think having two project guys on the same team is smart. And I think as of right now, if you don't take Patrick, who's probably the best player on the board, I think that you probably take Devin Vassell, who I have as the best player on the board at this point um, in the draft. So I think that they take Devin Vassell here, and I would take Devin Vassell here. He's the safest pick. You get a two-way guy. And, you know, whether you blow it up or not, he's still a good addition to your team. Yeah, I feel like for the past few years, Wizards have been drafting for upside, where it was Troy Brown Jr., Rui Hachimura. So yeah. I would like to draft someone who's steady, who's a 3D guy. So Devin yeah. Vassell, I would pick here as well. Boom. Back to back. Look at that. Look at that. I also seen Onyeka on Kongu. And look, I like Thomas Bryant. And I feel like you don't need Onyeka on Kongu on this team. Yeah, if he falls Because where's going to play. Yeah, if he falls that far. I mean, honestly, if he falls that far, I would take him. I would take him because... Thomas has really been, I don't know. I I still feel like he's still raw for some reason. He's still raw, but like I said about Great, centers, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just take Devin Vassell. Yeah, yeah I'll take Devin Vassell. Yeah, yeah he's, he, he makes the most sense because it's like Devin Vassell is pretty much, uh, I would say, B-side Trevor Ariza. I think he's a B-side Trevor Reza. And I think they need yeah. steady players like that because if you look at their roster outside of Bradley Beal, every player on that team is raw. Yeah. There's a reason why Isaac Bongo was starting. <laughs> they need they they need a solid player, a wing. They don't need to take a flyer on any upside because Troy Brown Jr. didn't work out. Um, Rui Hachimura is promising, but you need – you need someone. You need. You need a what you see is what you get player exactly. eventually. So yeah. you need to take Devin Vassell here. Yeah, and besides, um, you take Devin Vassell here. You decide to blow everything up. You probably, you probably have a top three pick in next year's draft anyway. So, and then yeah, uh, and then you have a solid base to build your team uh, up from there. So yeah, I agree. Washington weird spot, but I say take the steady pick and don't get fucking greedy in this draft. Anyway, number ten. Phoenix Suns, probably the best young roster in the league. Um, one of two teams, one of three teams drafting in the lottery that shouldn't be in the lottery, but they are here, so they're going to get a good player. Who do you take with the number 10 pick to this interesting well, for, roster? Well, first of all, I just got to make Devin Booker happy, number one. Okay. So I just got to take a pick that will make Devin Booker happy. Ooh. So Onyeka Onkongu will not make Devin Booker happy because they already got DeAndre and they already got Aaron Baines as a backup and playing him at the fourth. Just want to throw that out there. He was taking number three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you the players who's not on the board right now. We do need a list. So, Anthony Edwards is not on the board. Wiseman's not on the board. Okongo's not on the board. Paul's not on the board. Top's not on the board. Okoro, Halliburton, Avidia Hayes, and what is that? 
Yeah. Oh, so that's man. nine. So those so those nine players are not on the board. I gotta remember it. Yeah. I gotta remember. Oh man. Yeah, so Williams is oh. available. Sadiq Bay, Nesmith, Cole Anthony, Jalen Smith. Um, those guys are available. Um, if you need me to list off some more players, I will. Heroes so, okay. Well. Oh yeah. So um no real big men. So I'll just let Jalen Patrick Williams. Might be the best player available, but I don't think a pick like that will make Devin Booker happy because they already had a player similar in Josh Jackson at a higher pick. Interesting. Okay. That did not turn that did not turn out well. So just drafting a athletic wing off of upside, I don't know if they'll be happy with that since they already have Mikael Bridges. They already have um Kenny Ubre, even though they're looking to trade him. Yeah. So you know what? I would Probably take a look at Aaron Naismith here just to add some shooting. But I will probably go down and I will probably be a little bit safer and try to draft a young point guard for the future because outside of Rubio, uh, who is their backup point guard? Devin Booker. (laughs) So uh, I I would need to draft Kara Lewis Jr. from Alabama just to give them a a speed, a speed guy at this point, number 10 in this type of draft. I think, I think everything else is a crapshoot. Just it's like baseball at this point. I think that this draft is great until 15 and then it drops. I don't know. I I just, I just feel like, I just feel like from like the 10th through the like 20 projected players that could go either way. That's what I mean. They could go either way. Like, so you might see this is too high for Carol Lewis Jr., but I just feel like Phoenix Suns is I, – I don't like the draft for need all the time, but I feel like yeah. Phoenix Suns is a team that's good enough where they don't need to draft best player available. They just need to fill, fill some holes. And right now, Carol Lewis Jr. Fill, fills a hole. He's a speedy point guard. I think the best thing to do is to get take a breather off Devin Booker because having him play both guard spots is – probably just going to take a toll on him i think he's much more effective if he just if he's just playing a two guard and focusing on his shooting so getting a backup point like like carol lewis jr could eventually become the starter i think that would be the best pick here over everybody else remaining that is hilarious um i (laughs) i actually agree with everything that you just said um and actually i think phoenix is literally in the position of taking the best player on the board um I don't think they take Patrick Williams because of the Josh Jackson thing. They don't want to like another actually, player like I that. I actually kind of agree with you. I actually kind of agree with you. Um, if I'm Phoenix, I say, fuck you, Devin Booker. You're either leaving or you're not, and I'm taking Patrick Williams. Um, but I actually kind of agree with you. Where I, If I'm Phoenix, I would actually low-key kind of be scared of Patrick Williams a little bit. But also on the flip side of that, it's, just, it's like the best point guards are gone. Right. And Kira Lewis, whereas like he's super athletic and I love that about Kira Lewis. But like, what is Kira Lewis? Kira Lewis is probably the one player in the draft where I'm like, I really don't know how I feel about you at all. Because he kind of feels like Colin Sexton 2.0, except not as good. That's how I feel. About Colin him. Sexton is, oh, I'm saying Colin Sexton is not that bad. It's just that he's not a point guard. Yeah, well, I he, guess they need a point guard. Yeah, so. he, he just kind of feels like a combo guard who's not a combo guard. That's how I feel about Kira Lewis. And I wouldn't take him here. I agree with the point guard pick, but I would pick Cole Anthony if I was there. I Number was ten? Oh I no! Oh Cole. no! I would pick no! Cole Anthony. It makes sense. He's a backup to Rudy. No. He's in a score first situation with Booker when he leaves in next year or the year after. 
I, I would take Cole Anthony personally. I'm not high on Cole Anthony as you are. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about someone who's not a true Anthony, point guard, Cole Anthony is not that either. I feel about Cole Anthony how you feel about Lamelo Ball. Let's put it that way. I love Cole yeah, Anthony. I think it's great. Vice, definitely. And I'm as negative as Cole Anthony as you are as negative as Lamelo Ball. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm. I like Cole Anthony as a backup point guard, but I don't think he's going to become a starter at all. I'm. I'm going to be. I'm being real. Um, I don't think he's going to become a starter. All right, I guess we'll have to wait and see with that one. Um, I. I will. I will say this. I think the pick if they don't Look, take Ka- Kara Lewis Jr. is six three. He's extremely fast. I think. And and he's shown potential as a three point shooter. I think this is the best possible situation for Phoenix. You want to talk about a jumper that's not developing? It's Kira's Kira's jump shot is not developing. I don't see it. Well, well, look if we're if we're looking at free throw percentage, you shot seventy nine percent from the free throw line. Not bad. And so, so look, I I rather draft him than a guy who's so used to being the star but not used to being a role player mm-hmm. and a guy who also is not really that much of a passer in Cole Anthony. I'm I'm drafting Carol Lewis Jr. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um so it's funny I would say you're similar to Colin Sexton. They both went to the same college, both like the same height. Yeah. Uh, weight. Oh yeah, he did go to but yeah, I I'm not gonna lie. I kind of forgot about Colin Sexton's college career. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, he basically—they're basically the same person. Pretty, I mean, they are. Yeah. Except, I think I think they Kira's keep, less I, built. Um, Kira might be a I, little bit more athletic, but he's not as built as Colin. But yeah, they're pretty much the same guy, I, just super. And, athletic. I, and I, th- I think that's what I think that's what um, Phoenix can use. I think that's what Phoenix can use. Mm-hmm. A scorer off the bench like that is what Phoenix can use. I would rather have a have Cole or maybe Nesmith, like you said. Uh, Nesmith kind of makes sense here too, but. Yeah, I guess we can agree to disagree. But so you think that they um, so you would take Kira? Would Phoenix take Kira too? So you're saying um, if you're um, Phoenix, you I, take yeah, Kira I, both ways. I think both. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day they're going to try to make Devin Booker happy. I think that would be the best pick to make Devin Booker happy. All right, All right. let's cross them off. So that brings us to number eleven getting towards the bottom of the lottery. It's my team, the San Antonio Spurs, one of the greatest organizations of the past 20 years. Probably the greatest organization over the last 20 years. Am I patting my back? Uh, yeah, I am. Anyway, so here's the most interesting pick, right? Because San Antonio has, in my opinion, probably the third most intriguing roster in the entire NBA where it's like, yeah, they could push for the playoffs or they could explode the whole thing and trade seven players. Who knows, right? Um here, if Patrick Williams is on the board, that is a fucking steal for San Antonio. Because you want to talk about a guy who wants to be better and wants to get better and goes to an organization that literally is going to squeeze every last drop of talent out of him. Patrick Williams is just the pick. I don't think he falls to 11. I want to be clear. I don't think, um, I actually think that if we, even if we redrafted this draft, like right here, right now, I think Patrick Williams probably goes higher. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I don't think he falls to 11. If he falls to 11, that is a fucking steal for San Antonio because Patrick Williams is very raw as a prospect, but his upside is just as high as anybody is in the draft. And um, I said this before on the last podcast, he could be, he could be Kawhi. I mean, he really could be because he wants to be better defensively. That was the first thing he said hopping onto the Florida State campus was, I want to be better defensively, which zero players in the country in my opinion have said that their first time walking onto a college campus what's the first thing that you want to say i want to dunk against duke i want to 
I want to score like Steph. Nobody says I want to get better defensively. Nobody says that. And that's he just seems like a San Antonio guy. I hope we trade up for him, to be honest with you. If he's available at, at seven or something like that or, or six, honestly, trade LaMarcus or DeRozan or even De, – I don't want to get rid of DeJounte, but if we have to trade for this guy, I would do it. I would do it, honestly. I don't think San Antonio is going anywhere in the next couple of years. I think we need to get better now. I think we're going to be bad for the next two years, which is great for me because the draft is going to be loaded the next two years. But Patrick Williams, yeah, that's the guy. He's the perfect San Antonio guy. Well, granted, I think, honestly, there's going to be a lot of trades that's going to happen. So, like, I yeah. doubt any of these teams are going to be drafted in one through 11 just like that. So, he like might be drafted seven, a little bit higher. I would say, like, seven or eight of the top 14 teams trade. That would be my guess. Yeah, I can believe that too. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be very volatile in terms of trading. It's so. going to be crazy, and I can't wait. It's going to be so good. <sighs> anyway, number twelve, the Kings, which is the organization that quite literally nobody nobody's cared about since two thousand two. So not at all. Yeah, <laughs> um, Sacramento Kings probably trading Buddy Heald, keeping uh, De'Aaron Fox, and not making the playoffs again. Who do you take? And since they will be trained uh, Buddy Heald, they were just going to draft another player similar to Buddy Heald. Aaron Naismith will be right here. Mm-hmm. feel like he'll be the closest Buddy Heald replacement. Similar to Buddy Heald, came into the draft as an older prospect. Was Buddy Heald was just looked at to be a shooter. Well, he's always going to be a scorer, too, which he did become. Mm-hmm. But there was same the same uh like criticisms of Buddy Heald is similar to Aaron Nesmith's. Yeah. Aaron Nesmith has a has a bigger wingspan. I think he's going to go here because they need just a shooting replacement to Buddy Heald. Someone that can play with Bogdanovich and with De'Aaron Fox. I think that would be a perfect fit for Sacramento Kings. I say both of us the front office which is a different front office this time number of Vlade Divac. Nope. And and I would take this pick right here. So Aaron Naismith. I would probably agree if they trade Buddy Heald. If they don't do it, I would more. Than I I, I think I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. It Buddy Heald doesn't is, want to be there, honestly, and he's making it clear. Buddy Heald hasn't wanted to play there for the last year and a half, so I don't know if the Kings even trade him. Like honestly, they um, if they don't trade him, if they trade him, Aaron Naismith makes the most sense probably. If they don't. I mean, I could see them going to Deep Bay. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and even, I don't know how you feel about this guy. So I guess now is the the time. How do you feel? Excuse me. How do you feel about the kid from Arizona, Josh uh, Josh Green? I actually, don't mind him here going to the Kings. Josh Green, I don't. He was honestly, I haven't. He was a highly talented prospect coming out of high school. Yeah, he was a top thirty. Yeah, I remember now. him out of high school, but I haven't really heard much about him in Arizona. Yeah, so. probably one of the most mediocre um, freshman seasons, and that's saying something. That's draft class, right? But um, he had a mediocre season, got a lot of minutes, didn't really produce um, that well. But he wasn't inefficient, and he wasn't a bad team, bad stats guy. He was a decent defensively, decent three point shooter. He just didn't blow you away. Like any, and he's the most obvious guy to me in this draft that can kind of pop out of nowhere. Um, he reminds me a lot of Kelly Oubre, um, which I'm not gonna lie, I, I I like that because I was really high. I was super high on Kelly Oubre coming out of high, uh, coming out of 
uh, college um, in Kansas. I like him. I, I, he's athletic. He's got decent size. Um, I think he's good. I, I actually think he's good. I, w- I would I would consider taking him here, but I would actually kind of agree. I would take Aaron Nesmith because just just purely based on, I know Aaron Nesmith is going to be an above forty percent three uh, three point shooter coming into the league. So I I agree. It is basically what I'm trying to say at the end of the day. So yeah, what does that leave us at? So thirteen. Yeah, so thirteen. So New Orleans Pelicans. Ooh, not gonna lie, I don't like this pick. Mm. So the Pelicans. So looks like with uh, Griffin, Griffin just likes taking prospects. So it doesn't matter um, if it's a need or not. Just any guys with high upside that yeah. could possibly play with Zion. That's what kind of pisses me off about this pick. Because I don't see any of these guys really playing with. Okay, I'm gonna go out on the limb here. And I don't even know if you've seen this guy play, but I'm going to go out on one here. 13, the pick that makes the most sense to me playing with Zion. I'm not taking a point guard. I'm not taking Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton. I'm not taking Josh Green. I'm not taking Tyrell I think I know, Terry. I think I know who you're going to take. I think I know who you're going to take. You think you know? I'm I think, yeah. Who, all right, let me ask you. Who do you think I'm taking? Uh, Pokoszewski. That is hilarious. I don't. <laughs> I, uh, I, thought, I thought you were going to uh, take a flyer like that. I like Pokushevsky going to a team where he doesn't play for the first two years, and New Orleans is not that team. Um, sounds like it <laughs> sounds like someone I'm going to talk about next. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Jalen Smith, the forward out of Maryland. Oh, Jalen? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jalen Smith, um, I think that this is actually the right pick regardless. I actually think that um, this team should take this pick, and I think they would take this pick because um, Jalen Smith is in that 13 to 20 range. Um, he's a guy who's a, more athletic than you think, can shoot threes, which I love, um, and he actually kind of fits in this system. I've, I, he fits as a pick-and-roll guy, a guy who will kind of – doesn't need to be in the paint. Doesn't need to be outside. You can kind of fit him wherever you want. He's kind of a plug in. He's kind of a plug and fit big man. You know what I mean? He can't play the three because um, he doesn't have um, that good of ball handling. But it could get better. But more than likely, you'd more use him as a four or five. Um, I actually think that this is a good fit for him. Where it's a roster that could make the playoffs, but um, pro- probably won't. A team that is going to get better, and um, a team that really kind of needs. Um, Kinda needs a center. Doesn't really need a center, but kinda needs a center. And I think Jalen Smith fits that mold of this really young team that's going to get better. And I like Jalen Smith for this pick. What do you think? I do like Jalen Smith for this pick. Um, I'm guessing you're not as high as Jackson Hayes. I'm not really high on on him either. Um, and Derek Favors, I believe, is a free agent. So I think I think um yeah, Jalen Smith will be a perfect pick for the Pelicans at number thirteen. Yeah, I think it fills a need. At center, he could probably plug and play right away because mm-hmm. you just need him to play defense. Yeah, I, Jackson Hayes is too raw. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the thing is, is that um, the the worst positions are the three and the five, right? Because I mean, you have Lonzo. I love Lonzo. I mean, everybody's kind of up and up, but I thought he had a good year. I think they bring JJ back. Um, if he's is he a free agent? No, he's not. He's under contract. Never mind. Um, I don't even. And then they have Brandon Ingram. Who the reason why I say that that's the worst position? I don't think Brandon Ingram is here in a year. I think that that's one of the one storylines that's not really talked about. I don't think Brandon Ingram is going to stay here. 
But um, just because I think that Brandon Ingram got used to being the guy, and I think he's going to be one of he's going to want to be the guy. I think he 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 excels playing the four, but the problem is that Zion's position. So, but that but Brandon Ingram is also way too good for me to be trading. So I'm just going to see how they're going to play together this coming season. Yeah. Well, the thing is about trading. Like, and this is the whole thing when it comes to trading. It doesn't matter how good somebody is. If somebody wants to leave, you got to trade them because he's not going to be here. You know what I mean? And especially when they get to, like, their last two years on their deal, which I think um, Brandon Ingram just signed a new deal, so they probably don't have to trade him. But, you know, if he just doesn't want to play there, he doesn't want to play there. But Jalen Smith just makes too much sense here. Um, there's no I, – I, I'm not I'm not off on Jackson Hayes. It's just that Jackson Hayes is an old – old center and we need new centers you know what i mean we need centers who can shoot and that's not jackson hayes um he's a he's an athletic defensive center i think that's pretty much the, what he, you look for in centers nowadays he's almost yeah, i think jackson for hayes low is, usage yeah, jackson hayes is the perfect spark off the bench center he's the perfect montrest harrell guy who who can come and give you a spark and keep your team alive. You know what I mean? Actually, he reminds me more of a JaVale McGee type center. Just a guy who's just a rim protector. At least once he develops. Yeah. Or fills out his body. A guy who's just a rim protector. And that's it. And that's all you need him to do. Yeah, I agree. You don't need him to do anything else. Or Jared Allen. Yeah, I, I agree. And then, you know, with Jalen Smith, you know, you get the you get the three-point shooting. You get the, you get the defensive potential. I actually think that he actually is a lot better defensively than a lot of people think. And um, and then you get the goggles. I mean, anytime a guy has goggles, that guy's gonna be good, man. That guy's gonna <laughs> In be good. In 2020, you know what yep. I'm Nobody has goggles nowadays. I, I, I'm drafting that guy. It I, reminds I, me of Antoine Carr from the New York Utah shout Jazz. Shout out to Antoine Carr, man. Oh my gosh, shout out, <laughs> shout out. Absolutely, I 100% agree with that. But uh, now we get to probably my favorite pick in the entire. Draft. Oh, this is gonna be like the hot take this, uh, pick for oh, me. Oh shit, I'm not ready. Okay, Boston. The team that should have made the finals, and a lot of people are saying they've missed their window. I don't agree with that at all. I actually have them as my pick to make the the finals for the Eastern Conference next year. Who do you have Boston taking if they don't move up, which they are going to? You know what? I feel like if they – well, I'm going to do my pick first, who I think they should pick. Okay. If they stay here, I think they should take Tyrese Maxey. With the 14th pick. And, and why Tyrese Maxey <laughs> is because because look who is their backup point guard. Look who is their backup point guard. Brad Wanamaker. Oh, fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Brad Wanamaker. Yeah. Brad Wanamaker. They need an upgrade at that point guard spot. And Tyrese Maxey can play both guard positions. They need a guy that can play both guard positions. And he has a six eight wingspan, a very strong frame. I would take a guy like him over here because, like, for uh, for the Boston Celtics, they don't need to be taking a home run players. They need to be p- taking a guy who fits their mold, like a defensive minded player, play for a team like Kentucky that's used to winning. I think Tyrese Maxey is the player right here that they should take. Mm-hmm. But who is what I think they would take? Yeah, that's what I'm intrigued. So, who, who do you think so they would take? So who I think? Oleski Poskoszewski. Whoa. Two because Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge picks for upside 
and he always picks the players that you do not expect that expect the Celtics to draft. They did that with Romeo Lakeford last year. They took a player who was high upside, probably reach for him. So I think Postkoshevsky is a player here too. Postkoshevsky is the ultimate boomer bus player. He's a seven footer who has handles like a guard. He has a nine foot one set standing reach, a seven foot three wingspan. He can make three point shots running off screens. And he can get rebounds as well. This guy has a lot of skills, but the fact that he is 195 pounds, although right. being I'll a seven footer, I'm throw that out there. He ain't no 195 pounds. He's one. You think he's even skinnier? He's 175 at least, dude. He's so <laughs> tiny. He's so, dude. I can see his shoulder blades. I can see his well, shoulder yeah, he's, blades. He's, he's, he's so tiny. He's built like. He's built like a toothpick. Yeah, so we know that. He's built like a toothpick. Yeah, man. That dude is going to be made of glass. <laughs> and he played for the Greek second division, which is what I remember. Isn't that where Giannis played? <laughs> yeah, Giannis played so, against a really bad um, Greek CYO team in, at the YMCA. Or some shit like so, that. so similar, so similar with Alesky Poskoshevsky. Yeah. So I can see the Celtics probably trying to take a flyer on him because, like, like at this point, it's like Danny Ainge is like, who the hell cares? Like, look at our team right now. Our team is already, is already borderline championship contenders. Yeah. So we could get this guy to sit for a couple of years, and if he does become the boom prospect, they are winning. They are winning, but most likely. Probably won't be become that prospect, but hey, they'll take a flyer on him if there's any team that could probably take that risk, and any GM with job security to take that risk, it is Danny Ainge. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would, you know what? I could see the Celtics just doing this high upside flyer and number fourteen, and they don't like anybody else. It's just like you know what? They still got the thirtieth pick in the draft, mm-hmm. so they could. They could draft Postkoshevsky there if he falls yeah, to that point. Yeah, but. they have two. They have uh, two more picks. They have the twenty fifth or something like that, and thirty. And the twenty, the twenty six, yeah, and the twenty six. So, like, you know what? And they don't t- take Postkoshevsky at fourteen. They could take Postkoshevsky at twenty six if he falls that far. But I can see it. I can also see Tyrese Maxey as well, just yeah. like a combo guard. I can see a backup guard. Cole Anthony, I can also see here. Yeah, just a backup point guard. They that they they need that. Yeah, um, Precious Achua could also be a pick. Who knows? But yeah. they could go literally either way. You could go RJ Hampton. I think that I think number fourteen is the most unpredictable pick. But yeah. I'll say a flyer on Postkoshevsky. There are rumors that he could be at a lottery. So look, that's yeah. my hot take. Maybe Ainge will take that flyer and let him sit for a couple of years. Because are did they play Romeo Langford? Barely. So yeah, they don't, don't they don't need to be playing these rookies like twice during the regular season, but kept him in the G League. <laughs> Yeah, so they don't need to play him. That's true. So they can just let him sit because if he's the ultimate boomer bust player, if there's a team that can actually take a boomer bust and get away with it, it's the Boston Celtics. That is very true. Um, I man, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of agree with you. Like 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 sixty five percent agree with you that Tobushevsky makes sense. There's only reason why I wouldn't do it. Here's here actually two reasons. One I think Pokushevsky, if he Pokushevsky's either going, I agree, he could go lottery. Like I wouldn't even be surprised if the Spurs take him. To be honest with you, if the Spurs are just like fuck it, you know what, we're going full rebuild. Let's just take a guy who could be amazing, but probably will just be, you know, um, Jan Vesely more than likely. Dragon, Dragon Bender. Dragon Bender. You know what I mean? Um, who knows? Um, yeah, I agree. There's about like nine. 
nine players that I can see them taking. I can see them taking Sadiq Bay, Preston Chua, like you said, Cole Anthony, uh, Maxi, RJ Hampton, Pokushevsky. Shoot, I can even see them taking like a guy like Desmond Bain or Nico Manning or Jaden McDaniels or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Um, I do think they go wing because that's all Boston drafts. It's basically just wing players and just get you know uh, centers later later in the draft. Um, so I do think it's probably going to be a wing more than likely. Pokushevsky, I mean, well, Pokushevsky's a different type of center, though. Yeah. So he's a stretch. He's a stretch. I don't think he's a center. I don't think you can. You, you there's zero chance you can yeah. play him at center. Well, if he ga- if he gains like fifty pounds, yeah, he's like a forward. Yeah, he ain't no fifty pounds. <laughs> that that's nourishment. Well, um, he has to build a Christoph Porzingis when Christoph Porzingis was in Sevilla. Same same similar type of build. Christoph Porzingis was built like a broomstick Listen, but we're gonna have to he, fly some mexican supplements over the border just he, to get this man some fucking juice because he is <laughs> tiny man he is so skinny you've seen he him. gained he some him. weight where so who With knows his feet? no i'm saying chris after gained some weight since getting drafted oh, I mean, so like yeah, who knows true who knows who i mean that is a real question who knows but um i wouldn't take pokushevsky Solely because I think that the time for I, I, well, I said I wouldn't either. I just said it's with Boston Celtics. I thought you, I, I thought you said you're taking Pokushevsky. I said I would take Tyrese Maxey. I oh, said who I would take right. first yeah. because I felt like who the Celtics would pick take would be a greater hot take. Yeah, I don't think they take him solely due to the fact that I think they want to contend now. I think they probably take a guy who can play immediately. Um, granted, I don't know who that is. Probably Sadiq Bey is the most M- NBA ready guy. Um, at this, maybe actually, um, Tyrell Terry, is, probably Tyrell Terry. Where's the big bank on the play? Like we said, we have so many, they have so many wings. I think Tyrese Maxey would be a better pick because they need a backup point guard. True. Um, that's why I probably think they probably go, yeah, um, Tyrese Maxey, Tyrell Terry, RJ Hampton, and Cole Anthony probably makes the most sense there, more than likely. Maybe Nico Manning. I actually like Nico Manning more than, uh, whatchamacallit whatever his name is, Tyrese Maxey, but that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. You know, this uh, this draft went on so long, we probably have to separate this this two two different parts of the podcast, which I'm all for. Which I'm all for. Shoot, but. I am too. I am too. This is a, yeah, this is intriguing, man. This is going to be a very fun, fun, fun draft on, on Wednesday because everybody's going to be trading. <laughs> and this is going to be the most interesting draft I've, I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Let's do a draft. Yeah, part. so... So yeah, so we're gonna definitely stay tuned. Um, can't wait for the draft. Um, like during, you know what? I'll, I'll probably talk to you this after the podcast. Probably could do something special, but okay. we definitely will have a draft recap on Sunday. So, and we're also going to talk about uh Kim Kim Win on Sunday as well. Yes, yes. Let's talk about that on Sunday because. Let's just so we could just just so we could give more content on that. Since so I know we're getting a little too close for time right now, so just so we could give more content on that, we will stretch uh, that topic on Sunday. So are you are you down with that? Down I, with that, Jason? Yeah, I'm down with that. The only thing I want to say right now is just shout out to Kim Wynn, first female general manager in any major American sports, also first Asian uh, general manager uh, in uh, American team sports. Absolutely phenomenal, shattering glass ceilings. Super proud of Kim Wynn. That's the only thing I want to say. Shout out. Yeah. Definitely in a sport like baseball that needs to be more progressive. So shouts out to Kim Wynn. 
And with that being said, um, thank you for listening to our draft edition. Thank you for listening to our first part of our show as well. This is the sports edition. And November 23, estimated November 23 for me and JC. Mm -hmm. And we are signing out. Peace. Fuck 2K.